there. My name is Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer, and I'm starting a podcast on my journey through breast cancer. My goal is simple, to help explain my journey in hopes that it helps one person. If you are facing breast cancer today, all I can say is I'm sending you my love, positivity, and holding your hand. It is so scary and life-altering. And for those diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, it is forever. If you know someone going through breast cancer, I may have a few tips, but these are from my perspective. Know that every person is a unique individual and all journeys are different. Each journey is confusing at times, nonlinear, painful, but yet there's a sisterhood, a beauty, and a grace. In my own unique journey, I have found some truths, some wisdom, and tips that I will share with you. I am dedicating this entire podcast to my friend Sandy Clausen, my dear friend and pink sister. She passed away in July of 2018 after a recurrence of breast cancer, and she never gave up fighting. This entire podcast series is dedicated to her memory. Mercy, help me now. Episode 9, Fears and Faith. I guess you could say there's a third F, too, with breast cancer, but we'll keep it clean today. My faith in breast cancer has definitely had its share of ups and downs. Growing up, faith and religion were deeply instilled in me by my parents and my Catholic upbringing. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2001, the same month as 9-11. My brother was living with me at the time, and he was doing his student teaching. We were about two hours drive from my mom and dad, so close, but yet not close enough to truly experience the day-to-day pain and struggles that my mom faced. That September, I was 25 years old and really had just begun my corporate career. Seeing the images of 9-11 and Americans just going to work and then these horrific images that ensued really made me question why God would allow such a thing to happen. But days after, I saw the most amazing and huge and spectacular rainbow, and I was filled with hope. That from something so ugly, so horrifying, so selfish, could come something so beautiful, so powerful, and so selfless. To see the American people come together in the days following 9-11 was a very powerful message for a young and impressionable 25-year-old. While 9-11 completely changed my view of the outside world, the news of my mom being diagnosed with breast cancer just weeks later forever changed my inside world. The comfortable and amazing family that I had likely taken for granted that would support me now felt less stable and definitely not guaranteed. My mom would now call me crying about her hair falling out, about how sick chemo made her. Nobody in our family had been diagnosed with breast cancer, And this was all very new territory for my mom, for me, and for our family. In all of this, I did consciously turn to God, turn to religion as an outlet and an anchor, 
and returned to my faith. I would say things were going along fine, but then my mom's breast cancer returned three years later. There was a definite shift in my attitude hearing this news. While I turned to God the first time with my mom and breast cancer, the second time I was filled with shock and I was just downright angry. I rejected God. I just didn't understand why my poor mom had to go through all of this again with her recurrence and didn't understand why he would do this to her. All of this caused me to be angry, not go to church, and definitely distance myself from God. Before my own diagnosis and having to go back to Sherman Hospital for that second mammogram, that fateful mammogram, I again saw the most beautiful rainbow, one that stops you in your path. My grandma, my mom's mom, who passed away in 2003, 10 years prior to this diagnosis, and it's hard to explain it into words, but I truly felt her presence in this rainbow. It made me feel an inner peace that no matter what my diagnosis was, everything was going to be okay. The scariest moments of my cancer journey were waiting for the scan results to know essentially how much cancer I had. Was it just in my breast and contained, or had it spread to my bones or other organs? It's all so overwhelming, and waiting for those results, I found myself in a Catholic church down the street from my house, lighting a candle and saying a prayer in the serenity of a late Sunday evening. Being blessed with the news that my cancer was just in my breast and lymph nodes, my husband John and I started attending church. This time I experienced peace and comfort at Cross Point Church, and the words and message of Jesus inspired me to do more with my cancer journey. We live in a world where it's sometimes not comfortable or appropriate to talk about God or your love for Jesus. My faith journey is truly intertwined with my breast cancer journey and has had many highs and lows. I do believe that God shared his love with me through cancer and got my attention in a way that maybe only cancer could do. I know that I have an opportunity to be for others, to do for others, and to love others. As humans, we all fear dying. We all want certainties, and none of us truly know what life after death looks like. I, however, truly don't fear dying anymore. That doesn't mean I would give up in any fight for my life. It just has a deeper meaning. I don't wake up every day and fear dying. My biggest fears now center on living and sharing my gifts and my love with others. I choose not to fear death. I leave this to God. Going through cancer truly taught me to let God worry about the things I cannot control. There's a beautiful Bible verse that resonated with me throughout my cancer journey. Jeremiah 21, 29, 11 reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper and not to harm you, and to give you hope and a future. Hearing this verse shifted my thoughts and belief from a punitive God. You must have cancer because you need to be punished. To a God that loves me unconditionally and wants to use me as a messenger of hope and love. I did hear a few people during my cancer say things that were hard to swallow at the time, such as, God only gives you what you can handle along with everything happens for a reason. With some distance and healing, I can understand the deeper meaning of these sayings, but they are incredibly hard pills to swallow to a person who's in the midst of cancer. 
Even for me today, it's difficult for me to find the words to say to those with recurrences or those that are recently diagnosed. My heart truly breaks and aches for them. I want to keep it positive, but I know that they may just want to vent or to cry. I want to be a beacon of hope, but I also don't want to downplay the severity of their situation. I recently had a friend that I walked with in the Avon 39 walk in Chicago in 2015, and she got a reoccurrence, and I found out the night before I was actually flying out for the Avon 39 in New York City just three years later. I cried myself to sleep that night thinking of her. Landing in New York, I just couldn't understand or still make sense of the situation and why God would do that. I found myself in St. Patrick's Cathedral in Manhattan, the most beautiful church, doing what I felt I could do, light a candle and say a prayer and ask for God's help. Life is not fair, that I know. What I truly do believe that God does have some reason for everything and is preparing us for a greater purpose. I read a book when bad things happen to good people, and it's an amazing book. A Jewish rabbi wrote the book after his son tragically died at a very young age. His job was to console and comfort others, and yet he himself had to try to make sense of a situation and a death that just did not make sense. There is a scene in the book that I often use for coping and understanding that which can't be explained. Imagine life is like a tapestry, and on the back side it's all these knots and frayed edges, and just kind of a mess. There are starts and stops of different colors, and it just doesn't make any sense. But you turn that tapestry over, and you see what God sees, and it's a beautiful work of art. I don't have all the answers, but I do feel in my heart 100% that God does not inflict cancer as a punishment. It may be a call to do his work, a request to grow closer to him, to reshape priorities, to share his love, and to understand what is truly, truly important in life. I know I struggled too with mental health during and after my cancer diagnosis. I found a blog post from the very midst of my treatments that discusses this very topic. I know from talking to many other survivors, the highs and lows of mental health and a cancer diagnosis. While many survivors may appear happy on the exterior, their world has changed. I can easily talk about faith and letting go, but truly, it's a daily battle. I still face this challenge, and it doesn't end with clean margins from a scan. On January 14th in 2014, I wrote this. This week I have been struggling with letting go, understanding that the expectations I once set and held myself accountable to are essentially no longer possible. I have to give myself permission to be a cancer patient. I have to give myself permission to be human. After a sleepless night of tossing and turning and pure frustration, I wrote the below poem. Today I went to a support group. Yes, I gave myself permission to leave work to focus on me and do something about my sadness. It was like chicken soup for the soul. I met others like me and found out that Taxol made a lot of them emotional too. Add the menopausal effects and it's an emotional roller coaster. They showed us Reiki, which is a Japanese way to healing through energy sources. And I left feeling hope. 
here's the poem, It's Okay. It's okay to pick me over work. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to slow down. It's okay if it's not okay. It's okay to not get it all done. It's okay to be human. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be in PJs all day. It's not okay to lose another night of sleep. It's not okay to lose yourself. It's not okay to stop dreaming. It's not okay to give up. Help me, God, to choose the right path. Help me, God, to see the light. Help me, God, when I can't see. Help me, God, to breathe. On July 2nd of 2018, my dear friend and pink sister in crime, Sandy, passed away after battling breast cancer for five years. She fought each and every day, determined for another day to spend with her family. When I received the news that she had passed away, I ran to the bathroom at work because I knew I was going to lose it. It was July 3rd, and I saw the most heavenly cloud, you know, the one with beams coming from it, lit up like heaven is truly behind it when I walked in my neighborhood. I had also learned that week that beautiful Lindsay, who also had metastatic breast cancer, had passed away. I saw two birds flying in joy from the cloud, and then shortly after I saw a third bird. I wondered aloud, who is that third bird? I consciously thought it must be Jesus, and I felt at peace. The next morning, on the 4th of July, I found out that my grandma had passed away in the night. And the funerals for my grandma and my friend Sandy were actually on the same day in different states. And it was so incredibly tearing to want to be in two places at once. I wanted so much to give Sandy's daughter a hug and tell her I was going to check in on her. But I also needed to remember my grandma, who had given me a place after school before cheerleading practice, where the squirt soda flowed on the regular and where pancakes the size of a frying pan with raspberry jam were served up in my honor. I attended my grandma's funeral and gave a speech on her memory and legacy of faith, family, and food. It took several weeks for me to find the words to send Sandy's daughter a card and a handwritten letter, but I had to show her how much I love Sandy and how instrumental she was on my cancer journey. She often gave me rides to chemo, since she was not receiving treatment at that point in time, and I will never forget those moments of love, caring, friendship, and conversation. I had to tell Morgan how proud Sandy was of her daughter, and how she lit up whenever she spoke of her. I had to tell her that I was going to check in on her at college and send her care packages. I know in my heart that Sandy would want that. Nothing in this world will ever replace the light and the spirit that Sandy made on my heart, but I have to tell her story so that she can live on in each and every listener. Not long after her funeral, I was running in my neighborhood, and I saw the most amazing cloud, unlike one I'd ever seen before. It was truly shaped like a cancer awareness ribbon. I saw it the entire time I ran, and I wanted to get to my phone and snap a picture of it. But by the time I reached my house, it had started to fade into a bigger cloud. I felt as though it was just for me, at that moment, a gift sent from my dear Sandy in heaven. Later on, I have now joined a local support group in Fort Wayne to connect with other survivors, share my story, 
help to give back to those going through breast cancer now. Even being five years out, there's still an emotional rawness, a need for connection with other survivors and information of ongoing post-cancer needs. Since my friend Sandy died, my fear of recurrence has definitely increased. I hear commercials about stage four metastatic breast cancer and tears immediately form. I am reminded of how precious life is, how much I miss my friend, and that there are just no guarantees. As these commercials list all the side effects of these breast cancer drugs, I hear too many of them that my friend Sandy experienced in her last months. It makes my heart ache each and every time. I know that there are so many researchers and doctors looking for ways to end and improve the lives of those going through cancer, but the reality is that there is still a lot of work to do. I struggle with the loss of my friend, guilt that I am here still and she is gone. Sometimes I have to remind myself it's okay if it's not okay today. It's okay if it's not all sunshine and roses. It's okay to just breathe. My Tina tip for today is breathe. Sometimes it's best to just take a few minutes and just focus on your breath in and out and just be amazed at that. Whether it's attending church, reflection in a journal, lighting a candle, or yoga, take some time for yourself and your mental health. If a problem feels too big or overwhelming, talk to someone you trust. Have a conversation with God, your best friend, your spouse, a co-worker, or find a support group. You never know, you might make a new friend. And remember, it's okay if it's not okay, at least today. You just can't stay that way. Talk to someone if you need a listening ear. If it's a sadness, seek professional advice of a counselor or doctor. Thanks for coming along with me on this difficult journey today from fear to faith. Thank you for your time. This is Tina Conrad with DJ Breast Cancer. Next up is Celebrate the Milestones. Please subscribe and leave me a review, and I would love to hear from you and any future topics you want discussed. My website is www.djbreastcancer.org. Please visit for additional photos and links.